0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Blazes Edge podcast. I'm your host, Danny Morang. I am joined by my friend and Lakers nemesis and all-around good guy, but don't let him know that I said that, Harrison <laughs> Reagan, the editor-in-chief of our, uh, our, our little brother site. At SB Nation. Oh, Silver well that's, a, and that's what we're going. I mean, hey, like
1: over the over the weekend, we have been your little brother site. I will I will say that. Like, you know, Blazers fans are really excited about their team.
0: It's the one thing that we can, can kind of lord over anybody in Lakerland, even though we're, you know, one thirteenth the size that we uh we, we we do pretty well. So yeah. But just wanted to say thank you for joining us, man. We're gonna preview uh Lakers Blazers. But first of all, we, we were talking about something leading up to this uh, before we came on and you have like a hierarchy of meme acceptance that yes. you go through. And there was, there's was one in particular that you tweeted out earlier as we were going back and forth where it has Rondo and Dame on it. Basically Rondo is Dame's daddy from the, uh, the Pelican series, but you you accept that one. Because, let, let, go ahead and give it to me. Why is it okay that, that
1: that one is acceptable to you in that frame? So first of all, I did want to make that my Zoom background, but my computer will not let me do it. And I just thought that would have been hilarious just to jump on here. Oh, perfect. as like With that as the background, but it, unfortunately I couldn't make it work. Um, but yeah, so I think that one's okay because it's two adult People like that are basketball players, public figures, whatever, photoshopped onto a stock photo. Like where I draw the line, like the ones that weird me out and I don't think are as funny are like when people put like LeBron's head on Steph Curry's body in like a family photo. Like that's just weird to me. Like I think that goes over the line. But like just like joking that someone is someone's son after they get dominated by them, like you know, like Lillard was against uh, Rondo and the Pelicans a couple mm, years mm, ago. Okay. Um, okay. Like you know, th- those ones I think are funny, and that's just like part of. Social media and online life.
0: Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, you, Harrison is the guy that you can thank basically every time Damian Lillard goes nuts <laughs> against anybody. It's his, is him just subconsciously. He doesn't have to actually, actually have to put it out there in the Twitterverse. He just has to have a thought about it, and then Damian Lillard goes nuts. This this is the this is the actual physical embodiment of the of
1: the chip on Damian Lillard's shoulder right here. No, that that actually happened yesterday. No joke. <laughs> I was getting ready because we had to write about you know your game regardless because it's relevant to like figuring out the Lakers eight seed Preceding, and like yeah. what happened in that game. So I was writing like down the stretch. I don't know. There were like probably five minutes left, six minutes left, and I was like, okay, it's time to put start putting more of the skeleton in for mm-hmm. uh like the Grizzlies won this game and like move it on and like I didn't tweet anything I didn't put anything out into the universe I just started writing like the Grizzlies won it's gonna there's gonna be another play in tomorrow really benign stuff just like laying out the facts whatever and uh and then all of a sudden Dame starts going off CJ starts going off and like the blade and <laughs> you know Carmelo hits his three and I'm like okay well crap Uh, And then I had to, uh, you know, like frantically get together and write out a new, like separate doc recap or whatever of what actually Welcome to
0: life as a Blazers recapper, by the way. Yeah,
1: no, I would not want that job after watching their last two games. That's, mm -mm, no thank you.
0: There's a reason I moved on from that. It was uh, (laughs) having having to re-scramble and completely destroy everything you just wrote over the last hour. uh, And then having to have it done in 15 minutes is... uh, I I don't wish that upon anybody, but uh, our guys do. Dame is the recap
1: killer for sure.
0: Oh no, hundred percent. That's that's Dame time is is uh, rewrite time. If yeah, being honest. (laughs) Um, So we 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 have it locked in Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night, whatever you want to call it. Blazers Lakers game one, round one. This is kind of the one that everybody's hinted at. What's your general takeaway from what this series is going to be like? How it's going to go? regardless of the narratives of the Blazers being the Laker killers, blah, 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 blah. When you take a step back and you look at it, what's kind of like your general overall thought?
1: Yeah, I mean, like that, that's a whole other thing that we mm-hmm. can get into, but like, I, I think it, it gets started because people want to talk about the Lakers, and it's like, like I honestly think whoever was their eight seed opponent, like, people were talking up the Pelicans before the play in. It's like, oh, you know, Z- they got Zion rolling, Brandon Ingram's an all star, they could give the Lakers some problems in round one, and you know, and then once the Blazers actually, you know, like they got Nurkic back and people started to notice how good they were, people really hopped on like that bandwagon. Um, but like, as far as this series, like, I think, I think there's there's going to be a lot of shootouts like the Lakers very clearly did not fully engage outside of that Clippers game during the bubble rounds because you know they got that one they essentially clinched the number one seed they still had to like have the Clippers lose or them win at some point but it was basically done and so those games kind of stopped meaning anything for them and like obviously they struggled I think they had like the the worst offense of any team in the bubble or like third worst or something mm-hmm. like that like it was really bad like you know they, they did not play at you know, tip top shape. And I think that it's hard to just like flip the switch like that. So I do think that while their defense was still good in the bubble, and I do think that like they can make things a little bit more difficult on Portland than some of the teams that they were playing were like, you know, defending a guard like Lillard is not their strong suit this year here anyway uh and so like i think that we are going to get a lot of shootouts in this series especially because like the lakers are going to have to get their offense going again and like i think portland's defense can help them a little bit with that but you know they're going to have to hit some open shots which has been a little bit of a struggle for them so far in the bubble so i, I think they're going to have to ramp back up but you know i know that this is uh like not what you as like a blazers fan or what your listeners want to hear i I don't really foresee it being a long series, although actually, you know, given my reputation for jinxing <laughs> Lillard into greatness, like that may be exactly what you want to hear me say.
0: Yeah. No, no. Call, call it Lakers in four, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's, <laughs> let, let's get that kind of energy rising. I'll just go ahead and just send the text to Dame now. Here you go. Here, this is your chip right here. Just Yeah. No, just you just say one.
1: isolate the clip of like my, whatever rants I go on and just like edit those together. And they can put that underneath their film for this series. He,
0: he's putting out singles in the bubble. I'm just going to give him a little, a little, sample of you saying Lakers in four and have him put. Oh that man, in that
1: would be a top five moment <laughs> of my life. If like, if, you know, like something I said got sampled in that song. It's like like it was like it was some song he called it like to my haters or something like that and
0: I mean it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility there, there's there's definitely some some sneak jabs in there at Paul George we cannot roll people. it out no 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 and the thing yeah. is he's he is so patently aware of everything that's said. Uh, I actually love that Steph Curry said like last week that you know he's got people that send him everything no matter what whether he wants to see it or not uh, within his close circle and friends. Uh, I'm I'm all for that like for the guys that like get locked in now. The Kawhi Leonard doesn't even and Harden those guys probably don't even know what the internet is so. You know, no, James
1: of- – remember, James Harden does not he, – he's not an internet guy. Yeah, remember, no like that was his excuse for, uh, you know, his math choice. He doesn't – James Harden doesn't know what the internet is. Yeah, it's, it's – I mean,
0: it's so unbrand for him. You kind of touched on it here a little bit, though, uh, something I wanted to ask you about. The whole idea – and we, we always get this um, anytime there's, there's a contrast between rest versus rust. Obviously, the Blazers just played nine games in, what, 16 days? Uh, and their playoff life was on the line literally every single night. Lakers not so much, uh, and I'd say that the the two levels that they are playing at right now are probably vastly different. Uh, yeah, particularly when it pertains to offense. The Blazers' offense was just, and it's it's kind of funny you hear people talk about, oh, the Blazers just run this or they just run that. It's like they just averaged a buck thirty a night, guys. Are you? Are, is this really what we're criticizing? <laughs> uh, I know the bubble defense wasn't great at times, but let's be honest, the Blazers' offense was just. Humming along the entire time—that's not a problem. But when you look at this series, do you think that there's any edge, or in any way, shape, matter, form, for the Blazers maybe being geared up in a playoff
1: mindset already versus the Lakers knowing where they are? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on, right on the head. That's kind of what I less elegantly w- was saying, and you know when I was talking just second ago like I think that that is, there is something to be said for that like the Lakers are going to have to get adjusted to playing like all of these games matter again and Portland is well adjusted to that now at the same time like you know are they going to be a little bit fatigued by like all of everything that they just had to go through to get here like but and you know like uh, like with respect to Nurkic and his family like what he's going through that's like more serious than any basketball stuff in his personal life like I think all of them have to be exhausted probably physically and emotionally at this point and And, like, not to, you know, make that a, like, how does that affect the series thing? But, like, I do think that, you know, maybe, yeah, it it could affect them. But at the same time, they also are used to, like, hey, like, we got to hit shots in the, you know, in every quarter. And we, like, we need to play every single possession like it matters. And the Lakers have not been, you know, for better or worse, have not been playing that style of basketball. They've gotten a little bit more rest. But, like, are they able to just, like that, turn it back on again? And, like, I think that that's, probably the biggest question going into this series is like can Portland get an early edge here just because the Lakers you know have not been playing games that mattered for a little while
0: well I mean all the needs to do is put another IG post if him actually getting out of the cryo tube right that's, yeah that, that's how it
1: works and that's how the switch flips yeah, no, he's, he's going to activate play. At some point, uh, he'll, I, I'm sure, let us know that he's activated playoff mode. Yes. Yes, last year, he was courteous enough to let us know that, uh, you know, down the, down the stretch. And so I'm hoping, uh, you know, they're, they're talking right now. Maybe he's going to let reporters know that he's activated playoff mode. Like I'm assuming that's, that's a button that he keeps with him and he just clicks it. And it's like, all right, playoff time.
0: Does he wait until Tuesday or is that a Monday thing? You got to kind of like, I don't, it don't know. Around? I mean
1: that that's something I think that we may have to ask mm. him. Like, do you activate playoff mode the day before the series? Is it like, has it been activated since you guys finished the regular season? You it's know like an older
0: asking? version. You got to kind of let it load first. Right. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, you know, there, there may be some firmware updates this year, like for like a Lakers uniform and all that stuff. Mm. Like, like he, he's got to get ready.
0: You got to get those patches updated. Yeah. Uh, we, this is obviously the, 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 the matchup issues, right. Uh, yeah. As we talk about the Lakers guard play for the Blazers big play for the lakers yes so anthony davis is problematic no matter who you have yeah. uh do you think let me, let, me, let me rephrase it this way which matchup is more important for the other team to not stop but control the lakers so like which, down dame and cj okay. or the blazers
1: slowing down lebron and ad I mean, I think you almost have to say like the Lakers slowing down the Blazers just because like, basically if the Blazers, like, like if Dame and CJ stop playing, like, you know, like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, like circa, you know, like Mm -hmm. the good, the non this year warriors, uh, (laughs) like at some point, like, I I just don't, I don't think the Blazers can score enough points to win. Like, and they just don't have anything to fall back on. Whereas like, I think the Lakers at the very least, like if their offense is somewhat limited, which, you know, we can get into, if that's even possible for the Blazers, like, what are they going to do about LeBron at all? Like, and uh, an AD to to a lesser degree, but like, like I think the Blazers like they're going to live and die with uh, Dame and CJ going mm-hmm. off. So I think I have to lean there just because the Lakers do at least have their defensive ability this year to fall back on a little bit like they obviously cannot win a series if those guys don't get going but I think that it's more important for the blazers just because it's literally their only shot
0: for the Laker point of view obviously Rondo may or may not be a go Avery Bradley's not a part of the
1: team right now I would say Rondo is unlikely because we're only just now at five weeks and he's only just getting back into the bubble and his original timeline was six to eight weeks okay. like I just I have a hard time seeing him jumping back in and like look he's been a guy that's Played through injury before so maybe mm. he'd do it like but to be honest I'm not sure that, that necessarily helps the Lakers <laughs>
0: okay so let's 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 take him out as well is this a situation where we maybe see the Lakers start Caruso and try to have him take the majority bulk minutes on Dame is that what you think is going to
1: end up happening I feel like that is a matchup like that's an adjustment mm-hmm. card more so than like a off the bat like we'll see what Frank Vogel does but like his you know, from covering him this year for the, for the first time, like I, I think one of the things that I've learned about Vogel is he's not afraid to make adjustments, but he typically doesn't make them preemptively. Like he is normally a guy that is like, we want to impose our style of play for better Mm -hmm. or worse on the opponent. And if it doesn't work, then we make adjustments. Like we even saw that starting game two of the season, like the Lakers starting unit just did not look good against the Jazz in their second game. They had just lost the Clippers. They did not want to go 0-2 to start the season and like deal with all the, you know, the attention and whatever from that. And uh, Frank just immediately, he starts AD at center in the second half half Lakers go off win that game like and that was the moment you know that I always think back to and he's done other things like that since then where so like you know with with you know in regards to Caruso I think that that would be more of a thing where if Dame and CJ are just, like, flaming, uh, like, Danny Green and, you know, KCP mm-hmm. and, uh, you, you know, like, right off the bat, then I think that that is something that the Lakers, you know, may go to as far as, like, putting – because Caruso has been their best guy on Dame this year. Like, he's obviously – he's not going to shut him down by any no. means. But he's been, he's been their best option to throw at him, I think. And so, at the very least, like, that's why I, always, I think, like, the Bradley thing is overstated in this matchup. Like, I think he would have helped, but he's not – uh, the Dame stopper or like Dame is not going to go off because Avery Bradley is not there. Like it, you know, I think that Caruso is better suited to guard him for a lot of reasons. And, and again, like he's not going to shut him down, but I do think that is something that we will see them go to a lot regardless. And with how bad the starters have been in the bubble, I could see them make that adjustment. Like even like as soon as like halftime of game one, like if it just is not working in the first half.
0: So, Teams have basically gone to an employed, and employed, when we've kind of hinted and joked at it, the Pelicans' defense, which is to throw two or three, sometimes four bodies at Damian Lillard. Uh, the last three games, the Blazers saw pretty much an endless parade of that, and Damian Lillard scored, what, uh, 100 points and had about 30 something assists in those three games. So, what's the Lakers' plan here is is it to just stay home on everybody or do they say hey we've got more size more more length more versatility and we're going to throw even more at Damian lillard and live with everybody else
1: I'm not I mean, I'm not 100% sure. But like, I I, my guess would be that they try to stay straight up with the intent of forcing him towards their length at the basket, just Mm -hmm. because that is like what they've done against like most good guards this year. It obviously has not worked as well for them in the bubble. But again, how much of that is like, they weren't locked in or whatever, you know, who knows. Um, But I think that they, you know, they have AD. They have JaVale McGee like uh, starting off games. They have Dwight Howard in for moments with AD. Like sometimes it's just AD as a small ball center, but like either way, that's a lot of length. Even even if LeBron is your four, like that's still a lot of length yeah. at the rim to like get arms in the way and stuff like And especially when they're playing big, I, I do think that I would imagine their plan is going to be to try and get him to like head into that kind of wall of arms and put shots up over that. Like obviously, he is uh, like, I think a pretty good finisher at the rim. Like he has somehow you know the, the Grizzlies a couple Grizzlies learned that the hard way yesterday <laughs> um and like he can you know he can score from anywhere so like to whatever like to some degree you know any defense against him is hopeless I think you're just trying to get him to take more contested shots and the Lakers don't have anyone that can do that necessarily in single coverage like you know most teams in the league don't with Dame but like I think that they're probably going to try and funnel him towards AD towards uh towards JaVale McGee and just make him four shots over those guys and kind of live with the results
0: so I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm, I'm saying anything nicer remotely decent about a Laker, but (laughs) Kuzma has looked decent in the bubble what, when you take away away the positives, obviously there hasn't been a ton of positives for the Lakers because they've kind of been in coast mode in the bubble. What are the positives for the Lakers heading into into this playoff series? Who are the X factors? Who are the guys outside of LeBron and AD who are going to need to be a difference maker in order for this to, to go the way for the Lakers?
1: Yeah, I mean, LeBron said it the other day. He said Kuzma has to be like our third best player for us to win a title, and like he has very much been that in the bubble. And I think that some of that is like he's finally healthy now. He did not Start the year healthy. He had like a couple games here and there where he was like, not he had not been on the injury report for a little bit, but for the most part, he was on and off the injury list all year. And I think the pandemic, you know, like it, it all and the stoppage, like allowed him to take some time, get his legs under him, and kind of show the type of player that I think a lot of us thought that he could be going into this year, but just wasn't able to because of the, the foot injury he sustained with Team USA. And he missed all of training camp. So, like, he missed out on learning habits of a winning team and like like learning from all of these veterans that they brought in other than from the sideline, which is just different, you know? And like, I think that he's been able to get out there on the floor and like, he's doing the things that this team needs him to do. He's been a two-way wing. Like he's been um, like, he's been a solid scorer for them. He's been their best three point shooter in the bubble. He has been like, he's been the bright spot. I think as far as we're looking at any from the bubble, like, you know, if I were to pick a second, it would be like, you know, I guess they're healthy coming out of it, like and like uh, if it was a third, it was like the Dion Waiters, Alex Caruso backcourt looks good. Like we're not picking from a lot of you know uh, of a lot of positives here. Uh, you, you raise your eyebrows; they've look good. Like that,
0: I know, I listen. I know I've a, I've I've caught a, f- a few of the uh, incredibly high confidence Dion Waiters rotations out. Yeah, there. no,
1: I mean look, Dion Waiters has not been all good, but with Caruso, like that lineup is like an insane net rating or whatever over the course of like they they've been good together. Uh But like Kuzma has been the bright spot as far as like bright spots go. Just about everyone else has played kind of below. He's the only guy that has played better than they did before the bubble while in the bubble so like they're going to need him to score and I think that this is like you can correct me if if you think I'm wrong on this but I don't think the Blazers have a lot of guys to defend him like I know wing defense is not really a strength for them at this point yeah. I was kind of looking at like who are they going to throw at LeBron and just laughing a little bit uh and like you know I, I saw someone I, I wish I could give them credit but I didn't I didn't see who it was like you know remember the name somebody tweeted the like you know it's that picture of the guy crying as he aims a gun at someone it's like lebron when he has to end the mellow redemption tour Mm -hmm. uh and like i I think you know if skinny mellow is guarding lebron like you know that's going to be a little bit of help getting him going and i'm not sure that him guarding kuzma is going to go a whole lot better for him at this stage in his career
0: yeah and that's kind of leads me to where we're going next with defensively the blazers as, as bad as the matchup is for lakers not being you know able to handle guards, well, the Blazers are missing their two best wings in Ariza and Hood as far as consistent guys. Now, Gary Trent Jr. certainly looked good, but I, I hesitate to bump him up to a wing. He's a sometimes wing. He's, he's a guard. He's six four four and a half, maybe six, five. Asking him to go up and handle a task like the LeBron, it's, it's unfair to him. That's, that's just the reality of it. And Collins has rolled his ankle, so that's one more big body down, and you're definitely not going to want to put Nurk or Whiteside or any of those guys On LeBron James, so what? I
1: can confirm after watching uh, their last two games that you don't really want to put Whiteside on anybody.
0: (laughs) No, no, he he had a couple moments where he was actually really solid. Um, and then he had some moments where he was unplayable. That's just it's kind of funny, like,
1: Lakers fans are scared of him because he was the one that went off in that Blazers win against mm-hmm. the Lakers. Like, as much as Dame, like, Dame was obviously the star of that game, yeah. but uh, Whiteside but White was, went, like, was 13 of 14 or something, uh-huh. and said, like, he was really good that night, and it's fun. like, Lakers fans are like, oh, like, can we deal with White? It's like, ah, you may want to watch a couple more Blazers games than just that one to figure out whether or not you think Whiteside is a huge problem.
0: And engaged Whiteside Who's making solid decisions is a major boon for the Blazers. The problem is yeah. they just don't know when they're going to get that guy. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, as far as the Blazers are concerned, and this is a, this is, this is addresses a couple questions we got here from the listener questions. And thank you everybody for getting them in. I'm going to kind of weave them in as we go here. Um, the whole idea of who's going to guard who, and for the Blazers, ultimately I think they're going to end up throwing two at AD and single covering LeBron and letting a guy like Caruso shoot, letting a guy like Deion Waiter shoot. They're going to live with, they're going to give the same treatment to the Lakers. that Basically the the opponents have given to Damian Lode and the Blazers for the past four years. I think they're they're, they're finally going to go with, listen, we have to stop AD as much as we can. We're not going to leave LeBron because he's the best playmaker at finding those mismatches in those situations. But what we're going to do is we're going to live with some of some guy, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth option. When you're looking at the offensive pecking order, to be that guy. And Portland does have the bodies to throw at AD. That, that they do have. They've got Nurk, they've got Whiteside, if Collins is healthy, and then they've got, unbelievably, Wenyan Gabriel, who obviously played in the, the night after
1: Kobe died and opened the game La- up. Lakers by... out legend, Wenyan Gabriel. He, Listen, uh, I believe, man. still has the record for the Lakers mentality drill that they do every year. I remember, uh, like, I, I did not even know who he was until he did that, but then it's, it's I, was, I saw him on the Blazers this year and I'm like, actually playing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, he was a nice guy.
0: Yeah, no, and he's, he's got, and this isn't me, like, saying he's the, the cure for all their ails. But yeah. he gives them something that they don't have otherwise, which is a 6'9", 6'10", stupidly athletic springy guy who brings energy. I mean, he opened up the game after Kobe's death by pinning JaVale McGee's dunk to the backboard, and that was what kind of <laughs> of, that's what kind of set the tone for that game. It, it, the whole team kind of fed off that. Uh, and when Collins rolled his ankle or, his, or had this ankle issue that he's been dealing with the last couple games – uh, he came out there and and played well against the Grizzlies too. So he's another body they'll throw at it. And so ultimately, I think that's what they're going to end up doing: is throwing bodies at AD, hoping that Melo can at least stay in front of LeBron to keep him from being a freight train going downhill at times. And then at the the back end of it, just trying to figure out what exactly they need to do to to you know keep everybody else from getting stepping into wide open threes all the time.
1: I I agree with you 100. percent I mean I don't I, I don't know if they're going to do that, but that's probably I think the game plan to go with the Lakers at this point. Like Toronto, uh, you know, the Blazers are not the Raptors on defense, but Toronto no. had uh, <laughs> uh, Toronto basically did the exact strategy that you're describing. And look, like they have better personnel to do that strategy. Uh, I think it had probably been a while since a- you know it had been a while since AD played basketball really at all. It was their second game back mm. for real, and you know, like they did not deal he made good passes out of those double teams. The Lakers just didn't make shots, which has been a theme for them in the bubble. And if the Blazers can kind of just force the ball out of his hands, like he's a guy that really went off against them this year. And, you know, the Blazers have Nurk back as all of you are well aware, but like, you know, AD averaged 32 points in those matchups this year, which is significantly up from his average. And I believe had almost 40 in uh, in the first game against the Blazers. And like, you know, he's been good in that matchup. And, I, you know, every team makes playoff adjustments. So they'll probably defend him differently. And, and they're going to get schemed for him this time. And, you know, the Blazers staff has had, like, I think, luxury of scheming specifically for the Lakers for weeks because they knew if they were going to make it in, that's the team they were going to play, um, whereas the Lakers only just confirmed for sure that it's going to be the Blazers and so can are only just now throwing all their resources at it. Um, but, like, you know, they're going to probably have a different strategy than they used on him in the regular season is my point. And so I think that might be – it might be that. And as far as mellow on LeBron goes, like – You know, I don't think that that's probably a matchup that's going to be a winner for the Blazers on more times than not. But like, as far as like, it's going to happen.
0: That's the thing is, it's going to happen. Yeah, probably a a significant amount of time.
1: Yeah, it's going to happen. And like, we all know, like, we play better when we play against our friends a Mm -hmm. lot of the time. Like, we've all been in those like pickup games where like, or we all have that friend that's like a lot better than us at basketball. And you know, we can defend them tougher than other guys just because like we're willing to be a little bit more physical, we're more competitive, whatever it may be. I don't think that that's going to be – that just simple desire is going to be enough to, like, stop LeBron. But maybe Melo plays a little bit better defense than he has this year just for having more motivation to do so. Um, I still think that that will probably work out in the Lakers' favor more often than not. But it's like you said, they don't have Generous anyone else to uh, – Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to be kind because uh, – Oh, don't know, be I'm,
0: kind. No, um, no. Get get him out there. Fire him out there. I'm definitely not going to clip these snip, you know, or these clips up and, and reuse them later. No, and, Look, I, I'm not reform.
1: saying that LeBron is going to, like, dunk on <laughs> – on Melo and like escort him to a courtside seat, like for retirement or something like that as the series goes along. He did try
0: to do that to Yusuf Nurkic two years ago.
1: Yeah. You know, like I think, yeah, I mean, like that. Let's just. I'll, I'm gonna be nice to the soon-to-be retiree and show some respect <laughs> to my elders and uh, just not go any further than I just did. But uh, yeah, I would say that LeBron. You know, he's been dealing with a little bit of nagging groin soreness, uh, but like I think that it seems like it's more the type of thing that they're just trying to be careful with than anything. It's also like known as getting really old. Limiting him. Yeah, he is old. Yeah, you and, know.
0: Every time I'm like, I wonder how old LeBron is, and I'm like, oh, that's right, he's only
1: four months younger than me. And then it just kind of sets in. I'm like, no. And look, I, I tore my groin a couple of years ago, and it never goes away. Like there, there no. are always moments where it, like, I, I, it nags at you. And so, like, whenever people are like, "It's two years. Is he still dealing with it? I'm like, yeah. I mean, my doctor told me, and I don't have the physical like fitness resources that LeBron do. I'm, I, we will, say, we'll say I'm a little bit less good of an athlete than he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. You um, go. It's, I think it's fair. But like, you know, it, he, my, my doctor told me this was going to be with me for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. Probably and like that surgery wouldn't even fix it like it might make it worse so like you not to get it and so lebron like having to deal with this is not surprising to me and like we'll see if it ends up like you know ultimately slowing him down too much but I, imagine I think being 6'8" and
0: 270 behind it
1: yeah exactly like with all of his like force and stopping power mm-hmm. and like stop start like ridiculous athleticism jumping all that stuff like you know like that's can nag at you sometimes, but I think Melo may be what he needs to uh, get going a little bit, but we shall, uh, we shall see over the course of this series.
0: Okay, this one comes a bit of a surprise because I know Laker fans uh, pretty much wanted to, to bury him, like metaphorically and physically. Uh, JaVale McGee has been a guy that has driven the Blazers crazy over the last couple years. They lob threats, finishing at the rim, offensive rebounds. Now, granted, Nurk, for whatever reason, it's it's his kryptonite. Do the Lakers even play him this series with how he looked in the bubble?
1: They will – I I would be shocked if they didn't play him. Um, I I would not be shocked if he has a very quick hook on himself. But, you know, it's like you said. Like, he's been a guy that's been kryptonite for them. Why not give him a series where – especially in a matchup where the other team's going to play big a fair amount too so you can kind of play the normal way that you play and not be forced to go small? Like, I I do think he will probably – continue to start this series, at least at the beginning. And like, you know, the Blazers do not have, you know, I was watching them last two games and like they just are not very good at defending around the rim like from either putback opportunities, lob chances, whatever, like or just easy dunks, whatever. Like they just they, they don't seem to communicate the best or don't necessarily want to. I don't know completely. They're what all the small. Issue is. That's that's yeah. the
0: problem. Is it's, it's, it's use of Nurkic if he rotates over and helps on anything, the guys rotating over on the backside are six one, six three, six four, and then Melo at six seven, six eight. So
1: yeah, so like I mean that's going to be a problem against a guy like JaVale McGee, and uh, maybe this is a series to get him going. I don't know. I know that Lakers fans like like it's to the point where I am uh, I'm having uh you know and a little bit of a spoiler alert for the, the rare uh, crossover silver screen and roll podcast <laughs> listeners uh that also listen to uh to the blazer's edge podcast but like you know uh i'm having his the guy who produces javel's vlogs on our show tomorrow awesome and, like, they, and they've, I, and they've done, done a I've
0: fantastic been... job with those
1: yeah no they've been incredible and like i'm excited to talk to him and i think it's going to be a great conversation and like but there's still a part a voice in the back of my head of like how angry are lakers fans going to be that we're even just like mentioning javel's vlogs right now when he hasn't been playing well because you know sports fans the first oh, thing yeah. they always go you, to you is can't like, do one of the he other he shouldn't be vlogging like yeah. he should be working on his yes i'm sure that he should put down the camera when he is on his relaxation time anyway yeah. and uh you know like like just go shoot more free throws i got like you know yeah, damien they'll...
0: lillard should stop rapping you know yeah exactly those, those things it's like are there uh, do those people exist oh god yeah
1: oh that's a- funny en- actually
0: endlessly yeah there's somebody that said yeah it's because he's in the bubble and he's not working on an album that's why he's been playing so well
1: oh yes i'm sure he's, which is he hilarious because he has a, a studio. studio
0: he has a studio in his suite
1: Oh well, then never mind. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. No. Then th- that theory does not hold up.
0: <laughs> no, he he literally put out a single this morning with his teammates, with uh, Nasir Little and Gary Trent Jr. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a real thing. Uh, this is a question that was asked, I think, mostly for the Blazers. So I'm going to ask it to you from a Blazers perspective. What would the Blazers have to do to do the unthinkable and win the series?
1: I think Dame would have to average like probably 40 or 45, like no joke. Like I just don't, I I think anything short of that, like I don't think that like they are going to be able to win four games against this Lakers team. Like, you know, or like, you know, like, I mean, no, I'm not going to say hope somebody gets injured, but like if the Lakers do continue to look rusty or they're still dealing with a couple of these dings, like that may help the Blazers taste a little bit. Uh, because, you know, like LeBron's been dealing with some soreness. AD has Kyle Kuzma, I think has like sprained his ankle once or twice since being in the bubble. Um, like there, there are things that they're dealing with like every team is this time mm-hmm. of year, but like if any of them limit them at the wrong time, like, you know, that might be a recipe, but like beyond you know, like like Damian Lillard going like guard wilt or something like that. Like I just don't think that like I just don't think it's possible like I, I know that like they've become the Blazers have become a chic pick because like you know TV shows they they want to figure out a way to talk about the Lakers and like get the ratings up on these games and mm-hmm. get people like like nobody wants to listen to a like why the Mavericks could upset the Clippers segment is like no. the point that I keep making to fans that are mad about all the coverage this is getting it's like you know the Blazers they have players that the ad uh, that like you know the Fairweather fan has heard of like it like if I go and I talk to my dad tonight who like my dad watches the NBA but like Mm -hmm. he doesn't watch like every game of a home team he doesn't have like a team that he's dedicated to he just like he likes basketball enough and he watches like national tv games like if I go to him and I ask him like do you think that the Blazers are going to be a problem in like round one he will probably say yes because like they have players that he's heard of and like Mm -hmm. he's been told like that like this could be an issue or whatever but like you know I I just have a hard time seeing you know based on what we've seen this year based on how good the Lakers have been, I just think that they have more answers for their issues in this matchup than the Blazers do for, like, their own, like, you know, issues. Like, I just think that, I don't think that the Blazers are going to be able to slow down AD and LeBron, like, simultaneously, at least not for four games. And, uh, like, I think the Blazer, the Lakers can at least do enough to hopefully... I think tire Dame out and like make him really work and kind of slow down the other guys that they can like pull this one out. I do think that the games will be close. I don't think that it's going to be blowouts. I just think that the Lakers just have more. No,
0: I think that's, that's fair. I've seen a lot of Lakers and four Lakers and four Lakers and four. And I just, I have a very very hard time seeing a Damian Lillard team getting
1: swept right now. Yeah, I I think they're going to get one or two for sure. Mm. Like you know, I, I just don't I don't think it's going to be a long like you know I don't think it's going to be seven. I, I honestly I, think I, it'll probably I think be six. One. I think it'll be one and out. But like uh like so five I guess. But it would be my prediction. But you know it might be six. They're really hot right now. So like you know the they, they, there's something to that.
0: Yeah, and I, I I have to be careful with how I say Damian Lillard getting swept because it's happened. You know, so it's kind of problematic. Anytime <laughs> I say that, even he's you know, gotten
1: better since then, though, to his credit. Like, you know, he's gotten better, and his teammates have gotten better.
0: And that's the, and that's the thing is that, and I feel like I'm having to defend Damian Lillard here because you know, there's people out there who are insane, but the whole idea of it being just Dame, that it wasn't the roster or a lack of, uh, you know options or, or that's slightly. the burden
1: of being a star in the nba though it's yeah. like like if you win like all the credit goes to you for the most part but if you lose like you know like we're seeing that to an insane degree with the raptors this year like Kawhi, everybody talked about him dragging them to a title all this stuff they're like what well, i think they finished as the second seed in the east right they i think I mean, they,
0: they had the exact same record at the exact same time in the season
1: because yeah, they're of obviously the shortness of the, the, the of the season. Yeah, they're really good. And like very clearly have legit players besides Kawhi Leonard. Like I think some of their young players obviously made strides this year. But like yeah, – Yeah, Fred like, Van
0: I, Fleet becoming CJ McCollum was probably pretty helpful.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like they – like it was clearly not – just Kawhi and so like I think that we're seeing with the Blazers this year like you don't make it in to like under the scenario that they were facing if it's just Dame like you have to have other guys like CJ McCollum's playing through a broken back right now or you know like yeah. I-, I have respect and a little bit of fear for like you know like him doing that just like fear for his own like safety yeah. basically um like, like it may I'm- I get nervous just watching him like drive anywhere near the basket or anything but like you know like I- I've you know as much as I have become known as like the Blazers hater like I do have a lot of respect for this for this specific team. I'm gonna edit this part
0: out. <laughs> Harrison says nice things. Bloop, and just yeah.
1: chop it all off. Just like you can re-edit it and like take out like the the qualifiers or whatever, and like exactly. Add some new, you can like read into the my. It'll be like am like The Blazers are, and then like you say, like terrible.
0: Yeah. No, I'll just, you I'll can just,
1: just... edit that part. I just realized I just made that really <laughs> easy for you. <laughs>
0: I'll just put slide that in and before every time you say something nice and just, you know, chop it out. Yeah. Um, am going to come back to some injuries here in this series. Do the Blazers miss Areza and hood more than the Lakers will miss
1: Rondo and Bradley
0: kind of, kind of As frame someone this. Who did
1: not watch all of the Lakers, uh, all of the Blazers games mm-hmm. this year. I have to say absolutely the Blazers. Um, <laughs> like. <laughs> like but uh, no joke like like Bradley has clear like Bradley's value has been shown I think Rondo's value even to a degree as like a guy it like exists. for chemistry perso- purposes in the locker room like yeah. as a guy who just helps the team dynamic has been shown in the bubble and Bradley's on court value has obviously been shown uh in the bubble to some degree with like how they've struggled and how bad these new look starters have looked with KCP taking his place um I I still like. I will say that going into the bubble, I thought there was a potential for this to be addition by subtraction, which I don't think that anybody was saying about the Blazers' losses. Like Rondo, Rondo has been bad this year. Like I don't know how many Lakers games you've caught, but like Rondo, he he's had his moments for sure. But like he's been overall like a extreme like you know unequivocal net negative on this Mm -hmm. team on the court. You know, or like uh, over the course of the year. And look like Bradley's defense, he tries really hard. So he's a guy that. Gets a lot of like pub for his defense, and I do think that there's an intangible benefit in terms of inspiring his teammates to like play that hard and seeing the way that he's locked in and really trying that hard. But like, I mean, you saw how well that worked against Dame in like you know the, the game that the Blazers won. Like, Bradley is not a guy that's going to be like a shutdown person in this matchup. I do think he could have helped on McCollum, maybe like they're you know, he would have at least given them another guy to throw at them, it's another
0: but positive body to throw at. Those
1: I just two. think that like Areza. Uh, like being gone just like takes away like the only like I think like credible viable LeBron option defender, for LeBron. like uh, like that you had and I just think mm. that that's such a bigger minus than losing like you know these kind of guys that pro- we know like Rondo it, it, like as much as the memes are fun Rondo's not going to shut down Dame and like neither was Avery Bradley and like I think that, like, not that Ariza was going to shut down LeBron, but he could have made it harder on him than any of the guys currently on the roster. So, like, I, I think yeah. for me, the Blazers' losses are, like, a much bigger issue, I think, for them. I think they would have been – you know, I would have honestly been like, okay, like, could the series – like, I probably would have said six, like, maybe even seven, like, with those guys just because it gives, like, the Blazers some waves to, like – gives them wing the versatility. Lakers. Like I it still would have been picking something. the Lakers, don't get me wrong. But, like, they would – the Blazers would have been a better matchup, whereas right now – like it's very clear where their Achilles heels are, and I think the Lakers are pretty well positioned to, uh, like, almost more than basically any other NBA team to attack their specific weaknesses right now.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll just touch on it from the from the Blazers' side of things. Ariza gave them the, a true wing defender, and it wasn't like he was the best defender on the face of the planet, or that he gave them this just otherworldly production. It's just that the wing production for the trailer just has been so poor for so long that 12 points, a couple rebounds and plus defense looks so much better because yeah. he's, he's a, he's a positive decision maker. In that he does, he knows what to do. He knows how to, you know, when somebody attacks too hard on a closeout to pump fake and go. He knows that when the ball's going in rotation, he needs to swing it and where it needs to go and how it needs to get there. And, and he's just a, a high IQ player that the Blazers are kind of short on, particularly at that position where they play on both sides of the ball. That, that's yeah, the hey, big thing.
1: You don't have to sell uh, someone who was a like Lakers fan in two thousand nine the value of Trevor Ariza. <laughs> yes. Like I, I know, I know it's been eleven years, but like Trevor Ariza can play, and like, yeah. it, like, and he's a guy that has shown to be able to like you know play like take things up a level in the playoffs as well. So like I, I think he's he's a guy that you know I don't think that he would have won them the series, but I think he would have made it more interesting.
0: I, I'm hoping that Dame is on the phone
1: right now petitioning Chris Haynes through to find a loophole. Uh, to yeah, allow the, Trevor Ariza he, into the bubble. He de- the Blazers, I feel like the Blazers have definitely had someone look into if there's some kind of loophole in this, like. Oh no, they you have one hundred CBA to like get Trevor Ariza in there. Uh, yes. Like, if they can, like, if they can say that he's like Dame's, like, like if they can find like a relationship <laughs> link between him and Dame, like get long, the long bubble. lost cousins or something like that. Um, yeah, like just figure out a way to get him into the bubble and you know, like, give him Carmelo Anthony's jersey for a couple possessions, like.
0: I mean, anybody, Jersey, really? Let's let's be honest. At, at this yeah, point I mean, hey, the
1: the problem is, is that you don't have a twin on your team, like the Lakers. If, yeah, I if know. You get the moron, Martease, you just, Morris, Morris. Yeah. They can they can get like the third secret triplet of the Morrises to like come and like replace him for that matchup.
0: Has anybody ever saw, seen the third one in, in the same place as the other ones? No, no? but I, okay. it's my
1: favorite NBA conspiracy theory, like that there is a third Morris twin. And they're just rotating third, through. The, I guess Morris triplet and yeah, the like, eye. Yeah. It's why they never miss games basically (laughs) is uh, like just, you know, there's all there's, there's Marquise, there's Marcus and there's Mark. And uh, like Mark comes (laughs) and uh, Mark comes and subs in, uh, you know, if Marquise or Marcus can't play. Why else do you have all the same tattoos as your sibling? If you don't and share bank accounts. Yeah. Like, look, I'm saying like, it's a little fishy. God,
0: it's another reason to hate the Lakers (laughs) so much. Just, Overall, the, the way that the bubble has gone and the way these playoffs, what, what has been your, your big takeaway so far? And, and how do you think the games every other day and lack
1: of home court is going to play out for both teams here? I think that what we've seen is that it gives teams better rest. Like I think the basketball, you know, like from the non Lakers games that I've watched, the basketball has looked better. I think in in a lot of ways in the bubble and like, like a lot, definitely a lot better than I expected. Mm -hmm. And like somebody was making this point last week and I I don't remember who, but like, I, I think it really should force the NBA to look at some of how it does. It's like playoff matchups in the future and like how it does the regular season, how it approaches just travel in general. Like, I think that we've really seen the benefits of like not like players not having to play you know like a, like a game and like that ends at like you know 1 a.m their local time and then they have to travel back and like take a flight and get into a hotel like like now they just like take a golf cart back to their room like like that's great and like I think that for a, I honestly don't know that it necessarily helps either team more uh, than the other. I just think that with two veteran teams like this, we probably will get better basketball than we would have gotten otherwise. Like, especially under the circumstances where the Blazers just had to fight so hard to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a little bit better of a chance, I think, that they're going to be able to kind of keep it going just because, like, this is basically, like, if you were to ask, like, a rest scientist to, like, design the perfect environment for, like, NBA players to play, like, you know, maybe the games would be played a little earlier in the day or something like that, beyond that like i I think this is basically a test tube for what you would want for recovery and like health and like it's funny they went into the bubble to avoid like a potentially deadly virus but they may have discovered like plenty of other health benefits to like you know playing this way and yeah like they aren't going to say no to playoff revenue so like i don't know they aren't going to go to like a bubble for every postseason or anything like i'm not saying that but like i do think that maybe it can make you look at like like, can you add an extra day between some series and stuff like that? So that, or uh, between games and series so that mm-hmm. you don't have to fly out that night. You can fly out the next morning. You can go back to your hotel, sleep there and then fly out the next morning. Like, or know, fly, out, you do- fly out
0: the day before and then get more acclimated to a city or a time zone. What, yeah, where-
1: exactly. Like, what can you do to kind of transfer some of what we're seeing here to like regular life? And like, I, again, both of these teams are filled with veterans. So like, I think it's going to impact probably both of them equally. But I, I do think that we will get a better basketball series than we would have otherwise all
0: right official prediction time what's it gonna Uh be
1: Oh, I, I Lakers in five. I think you go with
0: five. Yeah, right, I'm gonna piss everybody off and go Lakers in six. So
1: <laughs> what, uh, what? That's gonna piss everybody off. Who's that pissing off?
0: Oh, I'm sure uh, there's plenty of people who think that I hate this team. So
1: oh, okay. So the, the, oh, I'm because sorry, I, you, didn't, you didn't you didn't. Maybe this I is should, like this
0: is not a Lakers podcast, Harrison. Okay, so uh, yeah, these are their Blazers thought, fans.
1: I just I, all the Blazers fans I've dealt with have been so reasonable that like I thought that uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe I should just zig where you're zagging and, like, yeah. create, like, a new opportunity for my... I could be the real Blazers outsider mm-hmm. and be like, no, Blazers in seven. Like, yeah, no, you're, sh- oh, you're going to click way. that now, I'm realizing, and just put that mm-hmm. out there. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I I, th- I think, look, like, the Blazers run has been, un- like, like, crazy. Like, they've shown that they're a good team. I just like I'm not buying into that they can do enough to slow this Lakers team down. Like, you know, the Lakers, I I describe the Blazers defense as like laxatives for your shooters, basically. Good Lord. uh, That's, that's pretty, it's graphic, but I think I would have gone like, I would
0: have gone probably the other way and gone like steroids for your shooters, but
1: you know, that would have been cleaner probably. Yeah. Maybe, Um, maybe less
0: of a cleanse, more of a build.
1: Yeah, no, but I, I think I think we are going to see either way. I think we're going to see a little bit of an explosion from Lakers uh, oh. three point shooters.
0: <laughs> I you mean, know? the guys have been able to walk into shots. That that's the opponents last check uh, averaged one point two points per possession against the Blazers
1: in the bubble, which is absurd. Yeah, I, I saw. I think I saw it was it was 120 points per 100 possessions, which does equal out to that one point two when I was yeah. looking yesterday. Which is that's that's really bad. Um, the one thing that I can say is like Danny Green has not played well in the bubble. He's ta- he's had mostly better. he's had mostly open threes is the thing, and the Blazers might be the most qualified to give him open threes mm-hmm. of like any team remaining in the bubble. Oh, hands down. And he's shot horribly on those. So like maybe the strategy is just for them to continue defending horribly and the Lakers get so psyched out they can't make free. I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah uh, I, th- I, would... I think I think we just described the scenario where the Lakers beat the Blazers like they're they're so intimidated by how open they are that they just can't make shots.
0: Well, everyone but Dion Waiters, because we all know that Dion Waiters' confidence level never wavers, regardless yeah, no, of, that, of that past guy, experiences. Like,
1: I, he, he essentially plays with a blindfold on. Like, there's that he's not looking at what the defense is doing before deciding. No, what no, he, he's going. To he's pre
0: deciding before
1: before he gets like, the ball
0: in his hands.
1: It, yeah, exactly. Like he's already like it's not even horse blinders. It's like it's full like you know blinder. It's like the Kanye shades that you can't see out of. Like.
0: I think we're going to end on Kanye shades. That that's, that's a perfect way to describe uh, what, what what we got here. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Well, actually, I appreciate but, you. Hold on. Before, oh, before you we
1: wrap up, I, okay. I do have, I have a, I have a business opportunity for you. So okay. you did ask me for like blazer strategies, like yeah. that could work. And okay. I gave you a serious answer. Um, I'm now prepared to give you, you know, maybe like, look, it, like desperate times call for desperate measures. Okay, And well, I'm not saying that like if Blazers fans find my PayPal account and start like pouring money into it, that I will tweet lots of mean things about Damian Lillard. Oh, and make perfect. Him go for 60 every night. But I'm also saying I'm a businessman. No. And like that. I, I encourage this.
0: Yeah, I encourage this. Yeah. So go, go look, ahead and plug like, your PayPal even.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that because I think <laughs> it's a violation of my contract. Um, but, you know, if that were to happen, uh, I will say, like look, I might be more willing to like jump out there and like say that uh Damian Lillard is just like Steve Francis with a bigger fan base. Oh god. You know? Like I'm just like I don't know who that's more this... slanderous towards Steve Francis or I Daniel honestly Lillard. don't know either, which is why I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll piss off like a long, like a long dormant subset of Stevie Fran of Steve Francis fans. Yeah, too.
0: Rockets fans, you mean?
1: <laughs> yeah um so like with that like more more you know slander like that can be yours for like the small price. The low low so. price yeah for the low low price of just you know i'll let you decide okay like, we'll, if
0: you, we'll figure out a dollar amount for you
1: yeah i'm just i'm just saying that like there are worse ideas for how the blazers can try and beat the lakers like like having mellow guard lebron yeah i know yeah, like, no,
0: that's i mean you, you work with what you got i guess at yeah. this point
1: Look, um, we've seen it work once. I've proven, I've proven that I can do this. I, I you know, I, a couple of years ago, I made the mistake of saying that Damian Lillard was just Lou Williams with a SoundCloud account, uh-huh. and I think he dropped 30 points in the fourth quarter of that yeah. game or something like that. And uh, you got and destroyed. I had to fake my own death uh, to <laughs> because I was getting it from Blazers fans. I was getting it from Lakers fans. No joke. I left for a trip to New York the next day, and I just deleted Twitter off my phone. I was like, I will check That's back smart. in. smart. Yeah, it was like I, – I, I was like, you know what? I was Donald Glover walking in and seeing the whole apartment on fire and just <laughs> slinking back out and nope. shutting the door. Yeah. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I will come back in a few days uh, and when it, the death threats are over. The slander
0: always follows, though, but let's, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, no, it's it stuck with me. So I'm just saying, I've proven my worth. So, <laughs> look, I can be had, okay? I'm not a Lakers employee. I can be had. That's all I'm saying. I like that.
0: You're not yeah. like Pete.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like look pete pete's calling him mr lillard for the whole series i i, I don't have to do that for the small price of 29.99 that's that's fair
0: it's yeah. smart man right there
1: no he he's smarter than i am nobody's gonna dispute that
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right man thanks for hopping on i appreciate it go ahead and plug what you got
1: uh so you know if you want to hear more takes like this uh which i'm not sure why blazers fans would but um you can find the Silver Street Roll podcast uh you can uh, uh attack me on twitter at hm fagan i just ask that you like limit the death threats uh unlike last time go you with already...
0: uh giraffe gifts it's, yeah it's, it's exactly always, like it's, it's that, see, that
1: hurts me but it doesn't like make me like really sad like it just it's a little bit of hurt um and so uh, yeah, yeah, you can do that. I can be found on Twitter at H-M-F-A-I-G-E-N. Uh You can read uh, my takes that jinx the Blazers into blowout performances on Twitter. Uh, you know at silverscreenroll.com. And I look forward to people tweeting this podcast at me when we're like like right before Game Seven or something.
0: Oh, don't worry. I'll I'll have uh, this broken down into smaller clips just so
1: they're, they're ready to go. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for it, man. this is this is going to be a fun series. I'm I'm excited to watch it because I think it, it presents will be like interesting philosophical questions. As far as rest versus rust Mm -hmm. you know like what weakness is more uh is more valuable like being able to attack it in today's nba all that stuff like dynamics of guards
0: versus bigs yeah it's it's gonna be if for nothing else it's gonna be a really interesting style of fights yes exactly about boxing that the 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 style always is what makes the fight so i think that's gonna be cool Uh, i'll wrap it up there everybody um be sure to follow harrison um check out his stuff. Uh, even if you hate the Lakers, they, they do make good stuff down there. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, I got to,
1: you know, say something remotely now. Nice. Yeah, no, you, you, you have now earned the guest appearance. So, there you like, go. Your contract... It's fulfilled.
0: Perfect. Uh, as always, you can find me on social media at Danny Morang at D-A-N-N-Y-M-A-R-A-N-G and on every post-game show through the playoffs on NBC Sports Northwest with my co-host Joe Simons on Blazers Outsiders. We'll keep the podcast coming. We'll probably do some more Laker guest-ish type folks. I'm gonna try and get maybe some more folks from the bubble back involved. Uh, now that there's a little bit more guaranteed time between games um other than that uh keep the questions coming we'll keep those going and we will keep the content coming uh all throughout the playoffs while the blazers are active and running remember to like subscribe rate review do all those things because i don't always tell you to do at the beginning of the podcast because i'm an idiot and uh, we'll catch you guys next week bye